Thank you for that, and welcome to another live edition of Titillating Sports on a, a two-for-Tuesday double shots of Van Halen and ACDC. I had to laugh <laughs> because I just found out that I'm back in the broom closet. I heard there was a chance. Anyway, trying to get my headphone plugged in, trying to hand it to Dominic, and he's like, okay, boomer. So, you know what's funny is that when I was a kid, my parents were the baby boomers. That was their generation. And then somehow, some way. Now, my generation are baby boomers. I don't think that adds up. How can my parents' generation be the baby boomers and then also mine? I was always told that I was the me generation because it's all about me, 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 or Gen X. We were Generation X. That sounds cool, like some kind of secret formula. What are the Russians after? I don't know. I talked to the CIA. They're after Janet. All right. Anyway, we're here to talk sports with you, and we have a full show. That's right. First of all, the phone number for your calls, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's vital because it's all about y'alls and your calls. Get in the queue. We'll talk to you. Around the world on the American Forces Radio Network, love talking to the troops, big supporter of our military. But we have some guests coming up after the break. Uh, Adam Caton Holland will be back. He is a uh, stand-up comedian. He's been here before. Love him on the old phoner. Uh, Sal Berry from the Hockey News is going to join us at 925 at 940, of course, on Tuesdays at Salesport with Karen Lyle. We'll have an in-studio guest, a sailor man. Is it Popeye the sailor man? At 1010, I have a name circled here, Tom Brady. I don't think that's it. (laughs) What is it? Gabe Polsky, his name is not on this. It just says Tom Brady, and it's circled. So I'm just going to go with Tom Brady for now. What's in store this week at your local Staples? Big deals that are kind of a big deal. That is, if you consider saving over 30 bucks a big deal. Yeah, I'd say that's a big deal. Well, right now at Staples, a case of True Red Color printer paper is only $28.99. You save $31. That's a crazy big deal. See? I told you. All your office essentials at small prices every day, which is huge if you think about it. Staples, where there's a whole lot more in-store. In-store only ends 12520. Valid on SKU 51309. The Home Depot has a secret recipe for new kitchen appliances. Up to 40% off appliance special buys, like a stainless steel Whirlpool kitchen package for only $19.98. You get a side-by-side refrigerator, electric range, dishwasher, microwave, and for a limited time, over $1,000 off. Guess the secrets out. Save now on a Whirlpool kitchen, only at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. U.S. only, gas extra, sea store for details, valid through February 26th. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? 
then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on American Forces. You know I love uh, Sketchfest, and whenever we can get the uh, people in here, we uh, we do that. Our friend Adam Caton Holland, he's a stand-up comedian. He's been in studio with us before. I think that was when he was over at the uh, Punchline. But he's here to talk about uh, a few shows he's got coming up as part of Sketchfest, and they're all going to be at the Gateway Theater just a couple blocks from where I sit here in North Beach. Uh, he's got two on Friday at uh, 8 o'clock, Adam Caton Holland, Happy Place. And then at 10 o'clock, Let's Go Atsuko, a woke Japanese game show, which looks hilarious with others. Our friend Beth Stelling will be there. And then on Saturday at 1 o'clock, Chris Garcia, he's been in as well. He'll join us. Uh, he'll join, um, uh, I should say, uh, Adam uh, as well. And um, then at 10.30 p.m., the late show, uh, that'll be the uh, Iron Comic with two other guys who have been in here. It's a family affair. Moshe Kasher, Nato Green, our buddy uh, Greg Fitzsimmons, the hilariously loud Jessica Curson. And then on Saturday uh, at Cobbs, Adam, I can't even keep track of this, so how can you do it? I, this is the first I'm hearing of any of it. I'm panicking <laughs> now. <laughs> how are you? Thanks for having me. I, I'm doing great. You know, I'm, I love the um, I love Mark Norman and Joe List. They have a pod called Tuesdays with Stories, and um, right. they talk about other comedians. And um, every once in a while, they'll mention you, and, and I'm like, hey, I know that guy. That's kind of cool. Oh, it com- that, yeah, that's 
nice of those dudes. I guess I should I guess I should send them a fruit basket or something. No, they you made the who's a douche list. No, I'm just kidding. No, they Oh, okay. They talk- well, <laughs> revisiting what I'm going to send them. I'll reevaluate. No, they talk in in glowing terms. By the way, um, in studio today, I have Gibby Haynes of the Butthole Surfers. Does that mean anything to you? Would you consider yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a 90s kid. That rules. Yeah, I remember when I was in college as a DJ, 1983, as a freshman. That was one of the albums that I would play, and I didn't tell my program director the name of the group, or there's no way he'd let me play it. Yeah, 83, that's not going to fly for sure. That's Reagan country. Yeah, that was when you could just say me. Now it's me, too. <laughs> right, right. Things have changed. I don't know what that means exactly. Um, so tell us about uh, Happy Place, because that's your own baby, right? Yeah, yeah. Happy Place is a one-man show I've been doing that's uh, a little heavier than your average stand-up comedy show. Um, it's you know It deals a lot with mental illness and depression and suicide, which unfortunately is a is something that i've had to deal with a lot in my life and so i sort of took it all on in this show and i'm really proud of it it's uh it's you know it sounds like a big downer but it's also a pretty funny show so i'm, I'm enjoying figuring it out you know it's interesting you say that um the, the whole personal thing and then the tragedies that you had to go through because another guy's been here a couple of times the scottish comedian daniel sloss he had a uh, a special where he talks about his uh, sister who had special needs her dying and it's basically the whole set and you think how can you make that funny but you do and then I had to talk to somebody about that and they said that's kind of what people you know relate to it's like they want laughs but they want to get to know you I mean yeah they'll laugh at a fart joke but they won't remember your name the next day right it's weird because I'm doing regular stand-up at the same time and I'm doing this show so sometimes I'll get booked to headline clubs and I'm just doing my regular shtick then other times I go to a theater and I do this and it's very odd to do both at the same time because one's so personal and heavy and feels very fulfilling, and one's like, oh, I'm just giving you a little bit of who I am. It's not the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a difference for sure, but I'm enjoying it. Very cool. And then later on Friday after that, you're going to be doing Let's Go Atsuko, a woke Japanese game show. And um, you have to have at least one Japanese person. You do have Atsuko Oka, Okatsuka. Tell us a little bit more about that, please. You know, I have no idea about any of it. I got booked on it, and I see, I keep seeing it being promoted, and it looks fun. And I know that the guests are like Chris Garcia and Beth Stelling, who are friends of mine and very funny. Mm-hmm. I've never met the host. I've never seen the show, and I'm going in totally ignorant, which I feel is how I would approach a Japanese game show. I'm just going to go in as, like, the white guy who has no idea what's happening and hope I get some laughs being a fish out of water that's kind of like that chris farley sketch snl right right <laughs> he got in the booth Mike and Myers as the host. Yeah. So great. uh that'll be over at the piano fight that's over there in the tenderloin on uh, on taylor um saturday 1 p.m chris garcia and friends that's like i'm knowing comics yeah, i'm on chris garcia's 1 p.m show i don't know why they gave him that spot but if ever there was a time for stand-up comedy it's 1 p.m i've been saying that for a long time <laughs> Well, that's what I was thinking. That's basically the crack of dawn for comedians. I know. I've, I've got a 10.30 show the night before, so we'll see how what state I arrive in. But, um, no, it's, Chris is such a good comic, and I'm such good friends with him, and he's San Francisco's own, so people should come and watch him. I don't know if you heard his podcast, Scattered, but it's, it's brilliant. 
he seems like one of those guys just from having him in that just seems like he's no matter what job he would do in life he's just a genuinely nice guy he is i'm a big colorado rockies fan he's a dodgers fan and i still like him and that's about as much as i can say <laughs> yeah i know you've thrown out the first pitch at coors field and I'm, I'm sure your alarm bells are ringing you probably thought when arenado signed that extension you'd be good to go but now he openly wants out that's got to be rough well, yeah, they've been, you know, making him trade bait for the last few weeks. And I think yesterday they said he's no longer on the table, but now he's angry with the organization. So a lot of optimism going into the season here in Colorado. <laughs> Not signing anybody all off season and pissing off your Hall of Fame star. Good, good moves, Rockies. <laughs> when you when the Rockies went to the World Series um, with that great team, did you think that uh, it was going to go down or? like you guys were going to ride the wave because didn't you win like 21 in a row to get there it was a crazy team yeah it was 21 out of 22 it was i mean such an unreal run and i was at most of those games my dad's a season ticket holder um yeah it had the feeling of fate but then we beat everybody so thoroughly we got like eight days off to figure out who we were playing in the world series and it turned out it was the red sox who beat us four games to nothing but Hey, now we know they were probably stealing signs the whole time. <laughs> um, you're going to do Iron Comic with Moshe Kasser and, and Nato Green, also Jessica Kirsten, uh, Hamid Weinberg. You might be the only Gentile on this one, I see. Uh, well, honored always to represent gentility. But I'm half <laughs> Jewish as well, so I, I get that in there. Oh, no wonder they included you. There you go. Um, yeah, that was the Moshe. Moshe got me in. You know, it's funny. Moshe's uh, from my hometown of Oakland, except Moshe... When I met him years ago, he talked about how poor he was, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he explained it, and I'm like, wow, he really was about as poor as you can get. He's really come a long way. Yeah, dude had a very crazy upbringing, uh, which he talks about quite hilariously. It's fun, man. Sketchfest is like go hang out with your friends for a couple days in one of the best cities in the world and just laugh, laugh, laugh. Or in the case of my show, Happy happy Place, laugh and cry. <laughs> And knowing NATO like I do, he's going to throw in a little Bernie. He's going to get a little political. That's his whole bag. NATO's just a little political? That, that is, <laughs> he's a little not political. That's, that's the whole bag. But I always like checking in with him and getting uh, getting his political temperature and sort of reevaluating mine. You know, Jessica Kirsten, um, com comedians tell me they don't want to follow her at the cellar because she just kills. And she's starting to get a little, I mean, she's got her pod and, She's starting to get a little more traction, and she's really funny. She is very funny. I, I remember doing a show with her in New York years ago when I was a baby comic, and I was terrified. <laughs> like she was <laughs> such a, even offstage, she was just this huge presence. Um, but I'm excited to see her, and I want to see her, you know, Iron Comic, you got to write off the cuff, which I'm sure she'll be great at, but I always like seeing comics turn it around real quick. Iron Comic is a level playing field, like, even if this performer is this giant personality, they still got the same 10 minutes you got to write. So I'm excited to hold my own there. That's one of the best things about Sketchfest is comedians all getting together, watching each other perform. Remember Friday, our guest Adam Caton Holland will be doing his uh, Happy Place. And uh, as I said, it's a, um, you'll, you'll see into his life, the ups and the downs. At 10 o'clock, let's go Atsuko, a woke Japanese game show. First show at the Gateway at 8, then the piano fight at uh, 10. Saturday, 1 p.m., Chris Garcia and Friends right here at the Gateway. Iron Comic uh, as well. Moshe Kasher, uh, Nato Green. 
and uh, at uh, Cobb's. Hey, uh, listen, uh, Adam, it's uh, uh, great having you on again. This is this seems like a, a crazy weekend, but something you'll look back on and say, you know, that was the time of your life. I mean, so enjoy it. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. And I just, if, if you're listening and want to come to one show, I would recommend that Happy Place show. It's, it's, uh, it's destigmatizing mental illness, which I think is very important currently. So I'm proud of it. Yeah, that's the one I think that um, um, is uh, the biggest one for Adam, no doubt about it. All right, hey, Adam, thank you for your time, man, and next time you can come in studio, we'd love to have you. Absolutely. I, was, I had a blast last time, so I won't hesitate. Thank you. Very cool. I'm Rick Tittle. Well, come on back on Sports Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest price. Prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. 
travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. As Gotch brings it in, Sharks get it out. Here's a breakaway. Patrick Marlowe. cares about anything else when you've got Rick Tittle on the radio. Oh, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast around the world on American Forces. Uh, every week on Ron Barr's show, uh, which is uh, weeknights, Sal Barry from the Hockey News comes on, talks a little hockey, talks a little collectibles. Uh, they weren't able to do the show this week, so we said uh, we'll have uh, Sal on uh, my show, and he joins us right now. Sal, how you doing, my man? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? I'm doing all right. Now, um, before we get into some of the collectibles, the uh, my Sharkies fired Peter DeBoer. I guess they thought they would do what St. Louis did last year. It didn't really work <laughs> out. And now, funnily enough, Gerard Gallant, who called DeBoer a clown a year and a half ago, he now has his job in Vegas. Your thoughts on this coaching carousel? Well, uh Obviously, DeBoer couldn't get it done with a really talented team like the Sharks. I was surprised because, honestly, if my Blackhawks weren't going to make it into the finals, I wanted to see the Sharks do it, uh, go all the way. Uh, so um, I'm not surprised that DeBoer was fired. Kind of surprised that it was midseason, but then again, maybe not because the league tends to copy itself. Uh, and last year, you know, I mean, the Blues won the Cup after firing um, – their coach midseason so now i think a lot of teams think that although this isn't uncommon i mean the pittsburgh penguins and the la kings also had coaching changes midseason and went on to win the cup so this has actually happened a few times over the past 10 years uh i'm surprised that the golden knights fired gallant i mean he's a couple years removed from leading a first year expansion team to the stanley cup finals he won the jack adams as coach of the year award uh, he's well-liked and well-respected in Las Vegas, and it's like they just got a little nervous. Not, you know, It wasn't like they were out of the playoffs. They just weren't in first place, and uh, they just they just got nervous, and they fired him. And I, I think it's a really strange move. I, I really do. And it's such a contrast in coaching styles because I got to know Peter DeBoer, not personally, but his style from being around him enough over the last few years. And Gallant is such a you know, a ball breaker, and, and DeBoer is so more like a, you know, a Bill Walsh, very quiet type of guy. It kind of reminds me of when the Phillies fired Larry Boa because he was too hard, and they got Charlie Manuel, and they said, oh, he's too soft. The grass is always greener in sports, isn't it? Yeah, well, I wonder if uh, DeBoer is going to teach, uh, teach the Golden Knights how to not allow <laughs> four goals on a five-man uh, <laughs> power play. Oh, I love that. All right, let's talk about some uh, collectibles. Whenever we get to the Super Bowl, people start thinking about, I want Super Bowl this, I want Super Bowl that. In the last few years, you can get dirt from the stadium. You can get a piece of the jersey stitched into a collectible card. 
Does it start to ramp up a little bit right now? Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, uh, obviously with the the merchandise, I mean, this morning I was checking my email and already they're selling AFC and NFC championship shirts. And I I don't know how anybody would buy one of those because, I mean, (laughs) if your team was a conference champion and they lost, it's just it's not a shirt I'd want to wear and then again if they go on and win the Super Bowl you don't want to wear a conference champion (laughs) shirt so I I always find that funny like really people buy these people buy these you know just for for the one week that you're gonna wear it and then after that it becomes irrelevant either way (laughs) I mean as far as trading cards though and 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 merchandise yeah I mean there's obviously no shortage of that um and it's always interesting to see what the the companies do. And, and even like with, you know, game-worn jerseys and stuff like that, I mean, the players wear it for a game and then it gets sold at auction or, or something like that. So, uh, yeah, there's there's definitely no shortage of any of that. Rick Tittle with Sal Barry of the uh, Hockey News. The When I was a kid, and I'm 54, and, and in the 70s, baseball cards, football cards, you'd get them for a quarter a pack, had a piece of bubble gum in it, and, you know, we would put little, uh, you know, little, we would lick these stars and put them on the cards. You know, we would, we would kind of thrash them. And then in the 80s, it's like, no, 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 no. You got to put them in a glass cube. Um, and then we heard that if somebody signed the card, they ruined it. And I'm like, what do you mean? Doesn't that make it more valuable? Where are we with the card market? Is it robust? Is it feeble? Is it somewhere in the middle? Uh, I think it's on the decline. Uh, it's definitely not what it was in the 80s and 90s. I mean, it'll never be what it was in the 90s. And part of the reason is is because uh, the things that cards could do for people has been replaced by the Internet. So I'll give you like a for instance. When I became a hockey fan and I collected hockey cards and hockey stickers, that helped me learn the players, that helped me learn the teams, that helped me learn the game right right? Mm -hmm. and now you can find all of that stuff on the internet you want stats there's no shortage of stats online you want to see a picture of what a player looks like you could go to the team website or you could go to um you know and any you know do a google image search and then you got your pictures of your players so that aspect has gone away so really um they're, they're seen more as kind of just collectible and not really having like that other purpose where you would look at the cards for the stats. I mean, I bet you did that back when you were a kid, right? Yeah, and I think like yeah, people now learn. You know, I talk to people who aren't even uh, uh, fans of the sport, and yet they know everything. That's because they play fantasy, and I'm like, oh, so like on a daily uh, basis, they're breaking them down. What what is it about the error card too? Because with with Bowman's and Tops, Donruss, what have you, the the eighty nine Billy Ripken card, and it showed him with a, a the F word written on the knob of the bat, and it's like oh only three got out. What what do you think about the error card? Well, uh, it, it more than three got out. That I can tell you, but um, error cards are only worth more than what the card would be worth if they corrected the card because then there's two different versions of it and then there's you know that cuts into the print run right so if i make if they print a million cards of every player but then they go and they correct this card you know there might be half a million with this variant and half a million with that variant if that makes sense I, you know, there was, I think it was Don Russ when I was a kid, like I'd have a Fred Belidnikov card, but he just had a silver helmet 
they weren't licensed, so they would airbrush the logos off. It was beyond lame. Well, sometimes they would do that when a player got traded. Um, they would airbrush off the logos, or they would even try to recolor. You know, they'd use a head and shoulder shot and recolor the jersey. I know they did that a lot with hockey cards. I actually make fun of that over on my my hockey blog, puckjunk.com. Uh, I like to make – well, I write about cards and collectibles for the hockey news, and then I also have my own blog, um, which I focus on collectibles. And I, I love to just kind of dig in on some of those terrible cards from, like, the 70s and 80s where they would do that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, they weren't really fooling anybody, were they? <laughs> I think it's, it's funny, too, when they these error cards. I had a friend who was really into it, and he's like, it has the wrong birthday, it has the wrong birthday. And I'm like, eh, whatever. And one of them was, I got this Ozzie Newsome card. He was born in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. They got the wrong birthday. They got the wrong town. And I'm like, all right, well, that's a big difference than – having a picture of George Brett, and it says Freddie Patek, right? Yeah, I mean, statistical errors or um, you know, factual errors, I'm not really, like, super excited about those. The, the error cards that I tend to collect, like, in my, you know, for myself, uh, tend to be the ones that uh, use the wrong picture. Wrong picture, wrong logo, something like that. Then those are the ones I like because you can actually see that there's a difference. If it just says on the back, he was born in this city, and then they don't even correct it, then it doesn't really matter, right? It's like they make an uncorrected error, doesn't really, uh, doesn't raise too many collector eyebrows. It's it's when they make those changes, and even then, the bigger the change, the more popular. So, like, going back to your Billy Ripken example, there was one version of the card where they just literally put, like, a black box over uh, the knob of the bat, <laughs> like, covering up the, the swear words. Mm-hmm. or the swear words it says f face yeah. and uh covering that up and then there's like another version where it looks like they took white out and applied it to you know their their negative or whatever and and so there's a couple different versions of that card and so that's why that remains a popular one even 30 years later because there's a couple different versions and if you like that card you know you're probably going to want to get the two or three different ones and like i said because there's less of each one than say just like the next card in the set where you know there was probably no mistake uh then uh yeah that's 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 why they're sought after there he is salberry check him out in the sporting news and each week here on sports byline usa sal thanks for your time and enjoy the all-star break and the all-star game and uh we'll catch up with you after that all right thanks rick all right i appreciate it. a little sales sport on the other time come on by Karen Lyle with Sailsport Talk and a Sailing Science Spotlight. It's easy to see how a boat sails downwind. The wind pushes on a sail that's kept almost flat, and the boat zips along with the wind behind it. But how does a boat sail into the wind? The secret is air pressure. When a sail is angled into the wind, it curves. Some of the air streams along the inside of the sail, called the windward side, and some of the air streams along the curved outside of the sail, called the leeward side. The air traveling along the leeward side 
Remember, that is the outside of the sail, has a longer way to go than the air on the windward side, the inside of the sail. So the wind on the leeward side has to go faster than the air on the windward side, and the air gets thinned out because it's going faster. When the air gets thinned out like that, the air pressure is higher on the inside, and that makes it a force that pushes the boat a little bit forward, but mostly sideways. If that were the whole story, a sailboat would keep slipping sideways and never get anywhere. But boats have rudders and either a keel or centerboard which extends straight down underneath the boat, and this makes it resist the slipping sideways. The result is that a boat is given a thrust by the wind that is more forward than sideways, kind of like when you push down on a watermelon seat and it shoots forward across the table. You can figure out how a sail works by putting your hand outside the window of a moving car. When you hold your palm open and flat to the wind, your hand will be forced back. This is how a sailboat moves forward when the wind is directly behind the boat and the sail is fully let out. Now, turn the side of your hand toward the front of the car and cup your fingers. As you try out different angles of approach to the wind, you will feel more or less pressure on the palm and back of your hand. That's how changes in the fullness of a sail can change the degree of forward motion created. But you can't sail directly into the wind. That is called the no-go zone because you don't go anywhere. The sail works best on your typical sailboat when it is at an angle of 45 degrees or so. This is Karen Lyle with Sailsport Talk, and this has been a Sailing Science Spotlight, giving a shout-out to the Physics Department of the University of California at Berkeley. Sorry, I'm back in a broom closet, and um, as soon as I said, all right, it's the most overmodulated horribleness. Um, I, I, I apologize to our guest, Karen Lyle. First of all, Karen's always here at 940 on a Tuesday Pacific time for salesportdoc.com. Karen, thanks for putting up with this janky studio. Oh, one of the six that we have in this beautiful building that's filled with celebrity signatures. I'm I'm game. Well, you're you're a trooper, so um, I want to say hello to our guest Ian Ferguson. Ian Ferguson is a very uh, experienced a sailor uh, locally, but uh, now uh, with some plans at his young age to do some uh, ocean voyages as well. And uh, Ian, thanks for being in. Thank you for and, having me. Yeah, what? Um, how did this all get started um, with this sailing bug you have? Uh, it all started with my dad and my uncle. Uh, my uncle had a Catalina 34 that I kind of grew up sailing on, and my dad bought a little 14-foot sailboat he raced on in college, and that's kind of where it started, and it's gone from there. And you grew up around here? I grew up in the East Bay. In where Arinda. did? Oh, in Arinda. Mm-hmm. Are you a matador? I am a matador. All right. Miramani, hi. <laughs> Just, uh, I'm from Richmond. On through the tunnel on the other side, or take the dam road if you want to go yeah, that way. San Pablo Dam, way better. Yeah, and that's actually where you sailed was San, San Pablo Dam, right? That's where I grew up sailing with the small dinghies. Yep, didn't even realize there was this great sailing venue, the San Francisco Bay, right here. And <laughs> I don't know, it was about ten years ago. I was like, why don't I go go sail out there? There's some big boats out there, and 
changed my life. I that's where I I mean I don't sail, but I get those pontoon boats, those party boats, mm-hmm. and I take them out on the dam. That's a good time. You have a couple of beers and throw a couple of you know rigs in the water. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. Anything, any boat on the water is fun. I think it doesn't matter what the size or whether it has sail or motor. You still got your winds and your tides. And we we just met um, at the Ensenal Yacht Club, which has been a great support to you on this Transpac race. Very much so. Um, I think it was Saturday night, and we were talking about your voyage. You're the youngest skipper and youngest boat owner, and you actually won first place in your division and two other trophies. Can you tell us first of all just a little bit about the trophies that you won, and then we'll have a few more questions. Uh, yeah, we. I'd have to say thanks to my crew. They really led to everything that happened. Um, yeah, we took first place in our Division 9, and we raced against some, some good fun boats. Um, we paired up with Azure and Oaxaca. Azure is a Cal 40 out of Ensenal, and Oaxaca, I think, is out of Tiburon, uh, Santa Cruz 50. Um they definitely pulled their own weight and helped us win this this trophy as well. Um, Azure took second, um, Oaxaca took first, and then we took first and combined to win the Tri-Sail Storm Trophy. Are you, you know, for me, it's one thing to uh, get in a boat that has a steering wheel and a motor. I'm fine with that. Um, but the wind, to me, seems so precarious and to master it. And we've been doing it time immemorial in human history. But to me, it seems kind of an intimidating thing to take a ship into port just on wind. I mean, when did you start to learn the nuances of how each little sail does its own job? I'd say that was about 10 years ago. Like the first 10 years of my sailing, I knew what a jib did. I knew what a mainsail did. I knew what a tiller did. But the nuances of the trim, no idea. And they call it a boom because if you don't duck, it hits you in the head, right? Yeah, boom, you're off the boat. <laughs> Have you ever gone in the drink? Um, not because of the boom. Okay. But Voluntarily. <laughs> well, two inv- involuntary moments, but that was... Was it capsizing? Uh, okay, the, let's bring that up to like definitely <laughs> in the 50s probably with well, the capsizing. Wow. But. Well, I, I learned also on dinghies it was a Bahia 14-foot. You know, and and definitely with those light boats in the centerboard, you're going to spend some time in the water, and you need to know how to ride the boat. So that's part of the process. Yep. I bought my Flying Dutchman. I'd say I'd spend more than half the time of me sailing that boat. I was on the side trying to figure out what I was doing. It's If you don't capsize, you don't know where that edge is. You can't step your game up and improve. It's That seems like kind of a high price to pay, but you got to be have no fear, right? Well, it's a dinghy. They're kind of designed to be flipped. Mm. It's, How do you flip them? Uh, write them or flip them? Well, let's just say it's up, <laughs> it's completely upside down, and you're in the water, and you've swam over, and now you've grabbed, uh, I guess, to the side of it. Is there a little rope, or what do you do? Um, you kind of climb up on the hull. You stand on the on one of the side rails, and you grab the, the centerboard, the fin out of the bottom, and wow. lean back and just use your body weight that's now asymmetric to the hull, and... You slowly bring the boat back up. Karen, you've done that? Uh, I have done it, and I just want to mention that in 55-degree water, um, we actually can only have about 45 minutes in the water before hypothermia, so it's a little different than, you know, the Caribbean or Zanzibar for sailing. You you really, you, you, feel, you feel the pain. <laughs> Real quickly. <laughs> We're speaking with uh, Ian Ferguson. Um, so... I'm always been in, I'm not a sailor myself, but I've always been intrigued of sail voyages, and I love reading books about 
Magellan, uh, the, the bounty, all these things. What is what is the thing that inspires you to just take off and with an empty horizon like that? Uh, it's knowing there's there's land on the other side of that horizon and all the days in between that are just magical. It's nice taking a step back from this busy world and understanding that this is this is the real world that's mm-hmm. going on. Nature's providing the entertainment and it was like a never ending National Geographic show, the full trip across the ocean. And mm-hmm. Some of it mind. might not be magical, though, right? I mean, you got some squalls and some loneliness, or what do you got? Um, one of my crew members, uh, Veronica, mentioned that even though we were out there in the middle of the ocean, it never felt lonely. It was That was a powerful phrase that popped up to mm-hmm. me. I agree with that. I mean, you're surrounded by sea life as well. And, and we were discussing an experience you had with whales. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So, yeah, it's, uh, we got a little bit low in our primary water tank, so I had to bring some jerry jugs up, and I was filling the forward water tank. And I started hearing these clicks through the hull. And I was never heard that through my boat before, so I was a little freaked out because I was trying to figure out where it come, came from. But no matter where I was in the boat, I could still hear those clicks very audibly. So I poked my head up. Uh, two of my crew members were the previous owners of my boat that owned it for 12 years. So I, was, I figured they'd probably know something about this. And they're like, oh, you should look over the side of the boat. I look over and there's these these pilot whales, like 20-something feet long, and there's about 30 of them. Mm. All like kind of breaking out of the waves that we're surfing down. They're playing with us. And they were darting in and out between my rudder and my keel. And I'm like, these animals are probably close to the same weight as my boat (laughs) and it was both spectacular and terrifying at the same moment knowing that we're so far away from shore and we're kind of at the mercy of these creatures now it's we're in their world and so the clicks were there were there sounds to each other their communication and you were and the hull was amplifying that for you yeah one of my friends said they were uh, they were talking to the boat trying to like communicate with us so it was more clicks instead of like that type of thing yeah it's more like like the dolphin clicks huh Uh, i think the pilot whale is more it's related to the dolphin pretty closely so i had a an encounter going down the pacific coast to to um puerto vallarta where we had megapods of dolphins and there were literally thousands of dolphins Mm -hmm. and you've probably seen that as well it just it it you are at the mercy of the ocean and the marine life and their goodwill towards you, basically. And they seem to be just as smart as us, too. So it's literally in their world, in their mm-hmm. domain, and they control. Let's say you had a moment of, of peril and you sprung a leak and you got to get into a, a life raft. What type of communication do you have and, like, how long? What would be the farthest away where you would say – you know, we can get a helicopter from Argentina out here or something. I mean, like, well, how? What, what are your options? Um, so I was told that once we hit 350 mile, nautical miles offshore, we are now out of Coast Guard helicopter range. Mm. So at that point, they then send a C-130 with a care package, and we're probably getting picked up by a big container ship or a, like, trolling fishing vessel, something like that. Do you try to stay in the shipping lanes for that purpose? Oh, no, I stay outside of the shipping lanes. They're... Uh, 
Too dangerous? Purpose, I purposefully avoid shipping lanes. I'll mm. stay 10 to 20 miles away from them. Well, in this race, you can't use an engine during the race. Is that correct? Uh, yes. So that means that if you were with no wind and you were in a shipping lane and a container ship was coming along, you might actually be hit by it because you don't have any other means of navigation or power. Uh, fortunately, I have AIS, both transmit and receive, that they know I'm there. And I can actually hail them through the AIS system and let them know that, well, they already know that I'm there and they know my boat speed and my course over ground. So if I reach out to them, they they could be nice, kind and divert slightly, mm-hmm. like a half mile or a mile away. Right. Being a skipper of a ship, as you said, I mean, um, they're your friends and they're your compatriots, obviously, but somebody has to be in charge. And every once in a while, maybe you need a little... Uh, uh, let's just call it tough love to get something done. Is that something that came naturally to you, or is it kind of hard to boss people around? Um, everyone says I'm like a natural leader. I feel they, I don't really yell much mm-hmm. on a boat unless I need to raise my voice to be heard. I'm generally pretty polite. Um, I had a moment where the previous owner of the boat was my navigator, and he sat me down before the race and was like, you are the skipper. You are now the boat owner. But believe me, I will always have an opinion about what you're doing with my old boat mm-hmm. and how it's being sailed. So I had to kind of live up to that expectation. But we didn't have any of those moments. So it was kind of nice. And you didn't get anything like, like, what do you know, kid? I've been out here 40 years. Did you get any of that? Um, that's more like prior to the race <laughs> and after the race where like the old salty dogs don't know exactly what i'm about and they make an assumption and Mm -hmm. i still defer to people that have way more knowledge than i do it's a good thing to do and you have some plans you you're this is not your only ocean race that you plan on this is the first of many tell us what you plan to do in the future i'm possibly thinking about doing transpac 2021 or 2023 and from there jump into um the east coast of of Asia and do like the Hong Kong big boat series to the South China Sea circuit and hopefully the Sydney Hobart. So you want to dominate the Pacific Rim is what you're trying to say. Yeah, or sail a full <laughs> Pacific Rim. It's speaking, like of, ocean. speaking of which, the name of your boat means reckless or tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I was, my boat sailed from Norway and it's a Swedish built boat. So it's like, okay, it's kind of a Viking boat. It's, it's 44 feet long, 8 foot 4 on the beam, so it's this really long, narrow, needle-looking of a boat that um, everyone's been calling it a Viking ship here in the bay. So I wanted to stick with a like a Norwegian theme, like Norwegian name for the boat. So I was typing in names into Google Translate, and I was like, relentless, persistent, a little ruthless, and the name Nautilus popped up. And my Norwegian... Um, crewmates didn't tell me that my boat name truly meant reckless until three days out into the Transpac. And actually, the name is more fitting for my boat and, I guess, myself than I ever thought. Perfect name. We've been speaking with uh, Ian Ferguson, and um, we just want to say thanks for coming on the show. Best of luck, and uh, come back uh, after your race. We'd love to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And Karen, as always, great visiting with you. And as I said, once again, thank you so much. Uh, The listeners don't know, but I know we're kind of in some uh, uh, scruffy digs here. So thanks for uh, 
for uh, suffering with us. Your your scruffy digs are better than a lot of others. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. That's right, annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. 800-720-5971. 800-720-5971. That's 800-720-5971. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb.
middle always goes commando. All right. Uh, thank you for that. Just a couple of minutes left in hour number one of three. Coming up in the next hour, Gabe Polsky is going to uh, join us. He's going to talk about uh, In Search of Greatness. How about that? Uh, also, we will have um, in studio Gibby Haynes. He has a new book. It's a novel, a coming-of-age teenage boy novel and we'll also have he's with the butthole surfers yes that's the name of the band and donovan brazier will be back with us at uh and he's van donovan he'll be with us as well i know um a lot of the internet was reacting to uh the video of delante west yesterday um getting beat up in the street and swearing and talk he looks about as strung out and homeless and about as insane and deranged as it can possibly be. And a lot of people have come out and uh, tried to uh, just say, um, you know, he needs help, mental illness. Phil Martelli, who coached him at St. Joe's, said that um, we need to get professional help for him. It's not too late. We're sick to our stomach. You know, this is a guy who made a lot of money in the NBA, but, I mean, Des Bryant said, don't make dumb comments or make fun of him. This is not a joking matter. It is sad uh, to see something uh, like that. There's, there's no doubt at all. All right. Uh, we have another two hours to go. As I said, Gibby Haynes in the studio in the third hour. Come on back. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. All right, all right, all right. There I am. What's going on? Rick Tillow with you. 
in the main studio and on Twitch. For those of you who are wondering, all 9 million of you, you can get on the uh, Twitch. Um, somebody wrote, hello, and then somebody says, you need to switch on a mic. Um, yeah, we did. It's on. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the uh, show. We have another two hours together. I'm so glad we had this time together. Just Oh, wait, that's Carol Burnett. Gabe Polsky was uh, with us um, several years ago when he had that uh, very entertaining uh, film he did about the uh, Red Army hockey team. And it was very interesting to me because he uh, interviewed people like Lirianov and Makarov, who were some Sharkies. But anyway, he has a, a new film out now called In Search of Greatness. And In Search of Greatness, he talks to Wayne Gretzky, Pelé, Jerry Rice, Muhammad Ali, the Williams sisters, Michael Jordans, and others. And he tries to look at their personal uh, journey and their personal jersey that they would wear on the field. So he's coming up after a quick break. At 11 o'clock, Me and Mr. Cigar is the novel by Gibby Haynes. Yes, he's now a novelist. And it's gotten some uh, great reviews that it's hilarious and uh, vulgar and a real coming of age, as they like to say, type of story. I've always thought when I was a kid, whenever they said something was coming of age, it was teenage boys trying to get girls. That was always a coming of age story. It's like, oh, how do you get a girl's bra off? A coming of age story. All right, we'll see if it's like that. A uh, big shout out to the troops listening on American Forces Radio Network worldwide. 500 outlets, 177 countries, ships at sea. Thanks for being with us. Tune in app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app, Twitch, as I mentioned. Also, CRN Digital Plus 2, Cable Radio Network Channel 2 on your cable provider. And the Twitter is at Rick Tibble. Take a quick break and we'll come on back with Gabe Polsky. The Home Depot has a secret recipe for new kitchen appliances. Up to 40% off appliance special buys. Like a stainless steel Whirlpool kitchen package for only $19.98. You get a side-by-side refrigerator, electric range, dishwasher, microwave, and for a limited time, over $1,000 off. Guess the secrets out. Save now on a Whirlpool kitchen. Only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. U.S. only. Gas extra. See store for details. Valid through February 26th. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look. I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill. But I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him... It's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Football and basketball seasons are in full swing. So get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. 
Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional sports. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser. Straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. You can even bet on wild proposition bets like who will win the NBA MVP. Get the fastest to market odds, updates, and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use promo code COACH55. That's COACH55 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Excuse me, Captain. This is your wake-up call from the new TrackPhone Wireless. Uh, what's that now? What if you had to fly this plane while sitting back in the cabin? I wouldn't have any control. Well, that's what it's like going with some wireless companies. But TrackPhone Wireless gives you control. Hmm. Get unlimited talk and text on America's best 4G LTE network starting at $20 a month, no contract. Plus, unlimited carryover data with active service. That's cool, but how'd you get in my cockpit? This is your wake-up call, people. The new TrackPhone Wireless. Now you're in control. Available at major retailers. See terms and conditions at trackphone.com. Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey! Check out Channel 9. Check out Rick All right. Uh, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. A few years ago, we had filmmaker Gabe Polsky on the show, and uh, he had done a, a great documentary called Red Army about the Soviet Union and how they treated their athletes leading into Lake Placid and other tournaments. It was a great film, and he has another one now. It's called In Search of Greatness. It's available for IMG Films and Gabriel Polsky. Uh, productions where he takes a very close look at the journeys of some of the greatest athletes of all time, including Wayne Gretzky, Jerry Rice, Pelé, the uh, Williams sisters, Tom Brady, Muhammad Ali, Roger Federer, Michael Jordan. Gabe, thanks for being on the uh, the show again. This is something that's been brewing inside of you for, for many years to do a project like this. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a, a passion project for me because, uh, you know, I've always been thinking – about these kinds of things, you know, what makes somebody, you know, great and kind of stand out from from the rest. And, you know, I always thought growing up that we, you know, we kind of miss the point a lot of the times and look for the, for the wrong things or don't know what we're looking for, where we pay so much attention to kind of, you know, data and, and, and all this stuff. But really, I sort of always thought that sports were, were about creativity and and sort of I always thought that those who were the greatest of all time ex- were able to kind of express creativity in different ways and kind of really understand themselves and and their 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 sort of very unique physical and mental uh, abilities that were different than than everybody else and their own you know we all kind of have have our own unique physicality and and, and to be able to understand that and express that and and being allowed to express that it's, it's sort of fundamental to sports i remember during the uh, bash brother years george will wrote a book called men at work and he studied 
Tony Larusa and Earl Hershiser, Cal Ripken, and um, Tony Gwynn. You know, a pitcher, a guy with a glove, a guy with a bat, and a manager. And it's like, you know, an, another attempt to try to break down why are these guys so good. And, and I would imagine when you talk to some of these these great athletes and you try to break down why they are so good, how many times did you find that they got a lucky break? And, you know, because we hear about these great athletes that never got it done. They didn't have the grades. They got injured, whatever. Were there some lucky breaks in there, or did you find that, no, these basically, they, they did it all on their own? Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of one of the interesting points of the documentary, whether it's Gretzky or, or even Jerry Rice. Kind of Jerry Rice, the famous story is that he, he you know, played Division One AA in college, which is like, you know, not – division one pretty much and uh you know bill walsh happened to be watching tv one night and he just like saw a highlight on tv and was like who is that guy we gotta we gotta find this guy jerry rice you know and i asked jerry in the interview i said if if he didn't watch tv that night is it possible there would be no jerry rice and he just basically looked at me and smiled and kind of started laughing i said yeah that's probably right and so you know, Gretzky was talking about how, you know, he happened to just get drafted by the right coach, Glenn Sather, who was very kind of offensive-minded. The NHL is very, you know, most coaches were defensive-minded and kind of a guy like Gretzky, he was a very unique player, and, and, and it, it takes a certain coach to be able to say, look, I don't know what you're doing, but you have a, you, you have sort of a creative ability, and, and, and great athletes need coaches to – to really nurture that and allow them to express themselves. I was actually watching a, a post-game interview of Patrick Mahomes after they had just won the, the championship the other night, and he was saying that, that he's just lucky that he's in the right system with a coach that says, listen, you you do what you do. Your skill set is just is very special, whereas a lot of other coaches would just say, no, 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 you got to fit within my system. you got to do exactly – they they want they want to control their players. Where the only reason why these guys were the greatest of all time, and and my movie like you know all the players, even Tom Brady, is because they were able to express their unique abilities, and they had coaches that were willing to give give up some of that control. You know, it's interesting with Tom Brady because um, you know he went to high school just about a half hour south of where I'm sitting, and I remember the story about how his dad put together some VHS reels and sent them all over the place to D1 schools and ended up going to Michigan. But now he swears by the TB12 process and the, the people who are behind that and the fact that he's going to be 43 next year and he's, he, he's still growing. And so how much did, did it put down? Because remember at the Combine, no one was impressed with him. He was plodding yeah. and kind of goofy and unathletic, a six-round pick. So what was his journey like? Because now he has this whole professional system on trying to keep uh, number one. Yeah, part of that might be a little bit of a business, you know, that he's, he's doing there with, with, the, with the, the nutrition and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But, but, but he, he's a prime example. Tom Brady's a prime example of the guys in my film, the greatest of all time, that they, like Gretzky, right? They, they're not physically – superior human being you know these these are guys oftentimes that are lower on the scales where if you put them in a combine jerry rice same thing they're not going to show extraordinary strength and speed they they have other creative abilities that you might not be able to put on a sheet and and say you know i gotta pick this guy because he's a you know whatever a thousand pounds 
you know, or can bench a thousand pounds. Okay. Yeah. It's that they, they, they can, you, you have to have scouts and coaches that, that can understand those intangible qualities. A, a guy that can just, he knows how to win. He knows he's confident. He's patient. He thinks about the game in a different way. You know, he might play in an awkward way that you've never seen before, but, but, he's figured out his own way to sort of dominate the game. And, and, and so, you know, you're, you're not going to Tom Brady again. He was slow. He was, he, he didn't throw that hard and, you know, but it takes a certain great coach to kind of see those intangibles and allow that, allow him to, to perform. And, and, you know, and these guys were able to succeed despite their physical, let's say inadequacies because they had to compensate and think faster. You know, if you could think faster, you're actually moving at three times the speed of somebody who's, you know, faster, but they, they don't, they, they think slower. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Did you find a common thread through all of them? Because there are untold thousands of people who were just as competitive and just as dedicated and they just didn't get to the mountaintop. They didn't have the talent. They didn't have the breaks. They, they were injured. They weren't in the right system, what have you. But when you think about soccer, tennis, football, basketball, did you find a common thread throughout all the, these great players? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's that they, again, I mean, it's not, it's, not, it's not about sort of being like everybody else. Like the goal is not to say, okay, well, I, I want to be like Tom Brady. I got to do everything that he does and throw like he does. I mean, I think, I think it's about these guys found their own way to do things and what does that mean and how do they do that because they had such passion for what they do and they loved it so much they never had to be forced by their parents that they spent so much time refining their 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 own game and and expressing it through their own you know unique abilities that that they found their own way to to uh to perform, you know, and they were, and they had the right, again, as you were saying before, you know, they, they had the right situation with the right coaches and so on. So there is that element of luck, but you know, it's not the ge- gen- superior genetics. It's, it's, it's the passion and, and creativity, you know, and deep thought that these guys had. So no doubt about it. It's a, a fascinating film. Want to make sure to uh, check it out once again. In search of greatness, and we've been speaking to the man behind it, Gabe Polsky, available from IMG Films and Gabriel Polsky Productions. How can people find out more info and uh, check out this film? Yeah, so the film's now now actually available for streaming on Hulu and and uh, you know on all the platforms, essentially iTunes, Amazon, and you know also on Epics as well. So it's kind of it's, it's a film that's gone a little bit under the radar, but I, I think that, you know, a lot, a lot of parents, coaches, you know, and athletes and, and even high schools are showing the film. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, people are going to be surprised when they see it. And you got good feedback, like you didn't have Pelé call you up and go, oh, you made me look stupid. <laughs> no, no, no. They, they all really loved it because they, you know, it, the media, I don't know if you agree with me or not, Rick, but, but, doesn't often talk about kind of the creativity and, and kind of artistry and sport and what what's underneath that. We spend a lot of time talking about kind of statistics and data and whatever, but I think sport 
is a performance and and um and there's a lot of creative aspects that go into it and i think that what my film says is that it's actually the most essential aspect of sport is that creative uh is the creative thinking and 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 performance so there it is because because that's what separates you know the greatest from from just kind of an average player no doubt about it. Gabe Polsky has been our guest. Make sure to check out In Search of Greatness. And if you haven't seen Red Army and you're not just a hockey fan but a, a fan of just sports or politics, it is a fascinating film as well. Gabe, congratulations on everything, Thanks. and uh, let's catch up on your next one. Sounds great. Talk soon. All right, good stuff. Gabe Polsky, everybody. Lines are open, 1-800-878-PLAY. Come on back. to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Rated number one by consumers nationwide on ConsumerAffairs.com. Craftmatic beds come in all mattress types, including cool gel memory foam, for up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Enjoy temporary relief of low back pain, poor circulation, nighttime heartburn, mild arthritis. You'll sleep better in a Craftmatic adjustable 
adjustable bed. So if you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and information. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-371-9608. That's 1-800-371-9608. Call 1-800-371-9608. Call now. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. Can't stay at home. Rick Tittle is a majestic stallion. All right. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Lines are open the rest of the hour. Let's go to my main homie down in the Lone Star State. Christian, how are you? I'm doing all right. The rest of the Houston sports scene is not really faring so well. (laughs) No doubt about it. And I'm sure Mike Fires is probably persona non grata. What's going on, buddy? Exactly. But... Before I even think about asking you anything related about Houston sports, I just have to ask, how about those Niners? I mean, is there any type of buzz over in the Bay Area, Sons, Oakland, where people are actually thinking the Niners have a chance to win their sixth Super Bowl? There's tremendous buzz, and um, I think the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm surprised. I see Kansas City some places as a one-point favorite. Um, and I know why. This is the team that can throw up a 51 spot in the playoffs. Uh, I think the Niners' defense is, is just too good. And I saw what they did in Baltimore. I saw what they did twice to Green Bay, basically <laughs> keeping them under 10 and scoring 37. Um, the only team that has really given the Niners a run for the money was Seattle, but they couldn't get out of Lambeau. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be entertaining, and I think you should probably take the over, even though I'm not a betting guy. But uh, what do you think about it? Hey, I'm not a betting guy either. All I'm just thinking that even though the only person that really doesn't have any opinion about this is Joe Montana because of what he posted on Twitter. What did he say? Well, actually, he basically posted a photo of both of his jerseys, one with the Chiefs, the other with the Niners, obviously saying the best team is going to win, but still, <laughs> I think that I think that for once, the Super Bowl will actually be competitive. Like, last year, we were cheated out the Saints and Chiefs because, or actually, last year, we were cheated out the Chiefs and Rams because of that high-scoring Monday night shootout they had, but... Well, I mean, I really yeah, last year's Super Bowl was competitive because the score was close. It just was boring beyond yeah, belief because neither team, yeah, neither team could get out of their own way. It was a snoozer, but mm-hmm. still, I do think that this Super Bowl, even though it's a little too early to talk about the competitiveness of it, I think it's going to be a pretty interesting affair. Mostly because I think that it's going to probably lead to this game being down to the wire. Um, listen, I <laughs> I would really like it to be uh, entertaining. Um, uh, as I said, it's it's uh, not a great 
matchup for a lot of local Raider fans because they hate both of the teams. I don't hate the Niners. I'm just not a fan. I hate the Chiefs, so I will be pulling for San Francisco to win this. It's not so much yay, 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 win Niners. It's more yay, yay, lose Chiefs for me. Understood, understood, and I'm pretty sure plenty of people in Oakland have something to say about it, even though... Uh, you know what? Can I tell you something, not to interrupt you? I bet you the vast majority of fans under 30 are rooting for Kansas City in this game. They're the ones that rooted for the Dodgers to beat the Giants. If you're an Ace fan, how you can root for the Dodgers after 88, I have no idea. I'll always root for the the Giants over the Dodgers forever. Good question. Good point, good point. And one more thing I do want to ask, and this happens to be related to Houston sports, but do you think that it's more surprising that the San Francisco-Oakland Bay area is seeing, I mean, have been seeing success for the last decade, or is it more surprising that over the last month, at least along the last few weeks, Houston sports have been seeing kind of a bit of an embarrassing showing only capped off by last night's 17-point disaster that was the Rockets losing to the Thunder. I did not see that result, but that's a regular season game. You guys will get over it. Look, they they made the playoffs a couple years in a row. They have a fantastic young franchise quarterback. They just got to get him some more help. I know they tried to get people to block for him. I, I would imagine that they're going to target another uh, offensive lineman. Um, it was nice to see J.J. Watt come back. The The Rockets will always be entertaining, if not a champion, but they're at least going to be entertaining. It's just the whole thing with the Astros now. We're starting to see players. We saw Marcus Stroman yesterday. We saw Chris Archer. Um, a lot of players starting to come out now with some vitriol uh, towards Houston. And I feel bad for Astros fans because you waited so long to get that title. You had such a likable team. I mean, they're, they're a team in my division now. As an A's fan, it's 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 very recently they've been in the American League West, but you know um, Altuve and Bregman and Correa, they you know Reddick is a guy that I know personally. It's just they were they weren't uh, a team that was easy to hate. I kind of felt happy for them, and now forever they're going to have an, an asterisk over their head, and that's that sucks for the Houston fans like yourself. Right, right. Of course it does, and I know that Jose Altuve basically said to. Mark Furman of KRIV TV, the local Fox affiliate here. Wait, Mark Furman yeah. from the OJ trial? No, no, no. <laughs> Mark Furman, B E R M A N. Mark Berman. Yeah. Okay. Point of the matter is, Jose Altuve said to this television reporter that, oh, the Astros are going to be fine. We're going to go to another World Series. But with all that's happened, how high of a chance do you think that the Astros have of actually going to the World Series? this upcoming season? I think they have an excellent chance because, I mean, I know they lost Cole, and that's a big, big loss, but they should have won the World Series that just concluded a couple months ago. They lost all four home games. They somehow figured out a way to do that. So um, I'm not going to say a team that is holding a pennant right now can't go back. I know that Altuve was kind of looking to play the victim card. Like, everyone, you know, we're going to show everyone – there's a big difference between overcoming adversity and overcoming the the stigma of cheating. And what's weird is that usually teams cheat when they stink. You know, it's like I was saying, Richard Nixon was all but assured to win the election, but he still had to try and cheat, and he had the Watergate break-in and all that. 
I kind of feel like the Astros didn't need to do this. They were too built. They could have won it without all that. At least I think they could have. Understood. But hopefully, as a fan, for me, I just hope that they're at least competitive, regardless of who's going to be their new GM and who's going to be their new manager, even though Eduardo Perez and Dusty Baker are making some excellent who, sales. Who would you rather have? Eh, to be honest, I would much rather have Dusty Baker because he was a three-time manager of the year. He knows his stuff. He's mm-hmm. been to a World Series, right. even though he's lost. Right. And I think that, in a way, Dusty Baker will probably be better for the franchise in the long run because at least you have somebody with managerial experience that could actually, you know, lead the team to a playoff and keep them competitive for a little bit. I think that would be an excellent choice because what Dusty Baker would Baker would bring is instant credibility and respect because Dusty didn't cheat and the fact that he was there, I think a lot of people would be a little bit more lenient in their hate if they saw Dusty there chewing on the old toothpick on the front step of the dugout. Christian, I got to run, but as always, thanks for the call, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me on, and as always, I'll talk to you on social media at Rick Tittle. All right, uh, thank you for that. And we're still waiting, by the way, to see what happens to the Red Sox. Um, You know, they they can't suspend their manager for the year because that guy's been fired. Uh, I guess they could. Well, the thing is, is anybody going to hire these guys? Is there are they going to get a five million dollar fine? Is their GM going to get suspended? It's a uh, <clears throat> it's an interesting setup to say the least. And um, I just wonder. I mean, if Kyan Bloom, he came from the the Red Sox and went down to Tampa Bay, is he now tainted? Anyone who walked into Fenway Park, anyone who walked into Minute Maid, are you all tainted? Rachel, <laughs> come on back. Pick up five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil for $28.95 and get a $10 O'Reilly gift card after mail-in rebate. Protect your engine from sludge and wear with Mobile One full synthetic motor oil at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 
855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Do you love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With National Programming Service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service right now. You could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. When you're diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, a lot of questions run through your mind. What am I going to do? What are my options? What did I do wrong? We've had those thoughts, too. But some questions can help you move forward. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com for an interactive guide to help you learn the next steps to take after an MBC diagnosis. And how to ask the questions that lead to an open and informed conversation with your doctor. Start finding your voice today at findyourmbcvoice.com. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now, back to Fat Boy. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the uh, show. And uh, in a half hour in studio, the founder, lead singer, guitarist of the Butthole Surfers, Gibby Haynes, will be us. And it... <laughs> there, uh, if you think about uh, why they would um, uh, choose that name... They had a lot of different names. They started off as the Dick Clark Five. Then they were Nine Centimeter Worm Makes Own Food. Then the Vodka Family Winstons. Then the Ashtray Baby Heads. Then the name of the band was Ed Asner is Gay. <laughs> then it became Fred Astaire's A-Hole. And then Zip Gun. And then the inhale, uh, this other thing about his uh, a-hole. And um, Gibby Haynes said if he could change the name of a band, he would change it to, I'm going to S in your mama's, yeah. So um, the name has been a long source of trouble for the band. People just usually put BH Surfers uh, as their, uh, their name there. 1-800-878-PLAY to get in, 1-800-878-7529. We want to hear from you, whatever's going on in your sporting world uh, as well. 
1-800-878-1-800-878-1-800-878-1-800-878-1-800-878-1-800-878-1-800-878-1-800-878-1-800-878-1-800-878-1-800-878-1-800-878-1-800-878-1-800-878-1-800-878-1-800-878-1-800-
And by the way, the 49ers go to Dallas next year, and uh, it'll get hot over this trademark. Yeah, I don't know. 1-800-878-PLAY. Now, you might remember Kyle Shanahan, who was in the uh, Super Bowl with uh, New Orleans, I mean, with uh, the Patriots and the Falcons. He was the offensive coordinator. And they were up 28-3. to And it's blasphemous and a sin and a crime. It is. To blow that lead in the Super Bowl. I don't care if you're playing against Tom Brady because that cemented him as the greatest ever. How do you lose that game? Well, the confetti is swept away from the championship games. It's time to get down to work. In fact, the Niners were at practice yesterday. They're trying to treat it as normal. And um, it's funny, I heard Dante Whitner saying, because he was at that Super Bowl in New Orleans when the Niners lost to John Harbaugh's Ravens, he said, some of us may have celebrated a little bit too much. Don't celebrate whatsoever. Wait till after the game. So the Niners have one of the best defenses in the land. They have an offense that dictates the line of scrimmage with an amazing run game. They have a pretty good quarterback when they have to throw. They have the best receiving tight end in the conference. By the way, the uh, Chiefs have the best receiving tight end in their conference. They just, the, the, the Niners match up very well against the Chiefs. I think better than the Chiefs match up against them. But the Houston Texans learned the hard, hard way after being spotted at 24 to nothing lead. But Mike Shanahan, I should say, Kyle Shanahan doesn't need to know about that. Because in Super Bowl 51, the game plan was orchestrated uh, to perfection. There was a maestro. There was uh, Isak Perlman, first string. And 28 to 3. And they lost 38 28, 35 unanswered points. Obviously, the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. So, four years later, he's back. And Shanahan told the media, quote, The days after were real tough. Losing a Super Bowl is extremely tough for everybody, especially when you lose one when you have a 28 to 3 lead. The way it came down on me personally, I didn't react to that. I think the people, people would expect because we were definitely parts in that Super Bowl that I would love to have back and stuff that I was very hard on myself too. But the whole narrative of it is if I just would have ran it, we would have won. I know that's not the case. End quote. So shortly after that, Shanahan headed west, and he and John Lynch have put together um, something pretty remarkable in three years, and credit to Jed York for picking the right people, finally, not, I mean, he picked Harbaugh, who was the right guy, and then they went at loggers' heads. Tom Sula, wrong guy. Um, Chip Kelly, wrong guy. And then he had to take a step back. He thought being an owner was being Mark Cuban or Jerry Jones. I'm going to have my own radio show. I'm going to go on Shark Tank. I don't know if he said that. But he just shut the hell up, and he let football people work. And when they sucked for two years, he didn't say, oh, I made a mistake here. And we would have seen about Lynch. I know there were some beat writers told me Lynch might have been on the hot seat. Kyle wasn't this year. But Kyle said it was nice to be able to move on and move out here and just keep working. I'm glad I'm going to get the chance to go back, end quote. So don't think for a second that Shanahan is shrugging off the lessons he learned from the Falcons' collapse just because he calls what people are saying about it false. That, that past is very much there. That might really benefit the 49ers, that Kyle lost that game. 
I mean, think about this. The Niners were up 27 to nothing at halftime against Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. When the fourth quarter started, they were up 37 to 7. And they saw Rodgers attempt his comeback, and he got it to within two touchdowns. The problem was for the Packers, it was too little, too late. And Shanahan said something did rise up a bit in his stomach. It sounds like it was lunch. He said, I promise you, when we're way up in the fourth quarter on Green Bay, I know what 28 minus 3 is. I know a 25-point lead in the fourth quarter isn't enough. We only had a 14-point lead with eight minutes to go versus Green Bay. I can promise you that. I think I feel from experience like the game is tied and we don't have that two-score lead. I think that's the stuff that helps you because sometimes I think people tend to relax. Yes, you don't want to relax against Tom Brady. You really don't want to relax against Patrick Mahomes. You just (laughs) do not want to relax against Patrick Mahomes because that'll come up and bite you in the in the arrears. Um, yesterday um, on the show when I was uh, talking to one of our guests and he just said, I think it's Andy Reid's time. It's just his time. He's been through too much. It's his time. Uh, listen, if anybody can break down that Niners defense, it's Andy Reid plus Patrick Mahomes plus the speed, speed, speed they have on that team. They have some speed on that team. There's no doubt. Um, but on the other hand, uh, I just think that the Niners have not had a hiccup all year. They had one bad game that they lost at home, and you're like, what the hell was that? That was to Atlanta, I believe. My doctor said my Atlanta. But uh, I think they're going to be ready. And, and they said this is a um, it's a Super Bowl that, you know, I think it would have been, if it was the Titans and the Packers, would it have been as fun? Eh, I think just for those two fan bases. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break, and we will come on back on Titillating Sports. $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans, then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 
Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. That's right, annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. 800-720-5971. 800-720-5971. That's 800-720-5971. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Und jetzt das Platznehmen der Amerikaner. Anidelnobelnaye, Hupferkirm, Hupferkirm, Hupferkirm. Anidelnobelnaye, Hupferkirm, das ist mein größte Freude. Das war sogar mein Mittertirn, Mittertirn, Mittertirn. Das war sogar mein Mittertirn und hat sie Einigkeit. drinking that haterade and bow down to ricky t y'all uh you best bow down we've got uh gibby haynes coming in uh a renaissance man i wonder if he likes that title or not by the way that little song there i had a request um for the uh song do 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 by marlena dietrich and uh couldn't get that one up but i appreciate the uh the ask and you can get in uh, emails, rick at sportsbyline.com. You can also comment to me on uh, the Facebook page, Tittling Sports with Rick Tittle fan page, or tweet at me at Rick Tittle, uh, or just call me 1 800 878 play and put in the request. But do, do, mine hurts and leave, whatever it was. I always wondered about Marlena Dietrich because she's the antithesis of beautiful. I think sometimes people would just get jobs and then they were the only ones on. And I think that's, I don't know, I think that's human nature. I remember watching a movie with Virginia Madsen, who I didn't think was, you know, particularly beautiful. But if you just stare at her face and her blue eyes on the big screen for an hour and a half, you're like, oh, my gosh, she's so beautiful. I think that kind of happened with Marlene Dietrich. Just me saying, um, uh, and uh, you, know, you shouldn't judge people by their looks, Rick. It's 2020. Is it 2020? 
Um, so yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate, I appreciate the, <laughs> the text. Come on in and get appreciated. We're uh, here for you. Remember, after a break, uh, as I said, uh, Gibby Haynes will be in, and I think about um, the the just the cover of their album, the Butthole Surfers album. The first one was um, this horrifying four black and white pictures in a row of a guy with uh, his uh, this horrible junk hanging out, and they had a uh, this rancid uh, beer belly, and then it says butthole surfers on it. It's just I admire the fact that if they had called their band, let's just say Pepper, of their biggest selling song ever, from which was number one song, their only one from Electric Larry Land, really the only album they ever made money on, that if they had called their band Pepper, it would have been something completely different. <laughs> but yet, no. Horrifying, horrifying name, horrifying album, but I like the album cover, but I like the music. All right, we'll do that on the other side. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on Sports Byline. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. All right, thanks for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Wherever you might happen to be listening, it is great to have you with us. As I said, uh, AFN, 177 countries, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, National Guard, Delta Force, Space Force, whatever you're with, you're doing a great job. Thanks for being safe. You're brave so we don't have to be Come home soon. Other ways of listening to the show, terrestrial radio, extraterrestrial radio with aliens, 
Uh, streaming through the website, sportsbyline.com. You can go there, click listen live. Any emails, rick at sportsbyline.com. Uh, how about some apropos applications? The TuneIn app, the iHeartRadio app, the Stitcher app, Twitch app, twitch.tv with the high-def webcams. you got to see me wearing reading glasses and high-def. It is really to die for. And um, coming up after a quick break, we're going to have a two-shot, as the kids say in the television world, and that'll be with Gibby Haynes, who uh, you can describe him in so many ways, and the newest way is author. And not just author. I just figured this was a book about his life. This is a novel, and it is a very well-received novel. It's called Me and Mr. Cigar. This is from Soho Teen Publishing, and so we'll talk about that. Also, I'm a big fan of this guy's music, and um, I go back to the beginning of his career as well as a, a huge uh, punk fan growing up in the East Bay. So excited to have Gibby Haynes with us. At 11.40, we're going to bring back the Olympic medalist uh, once again, Donovan Brazier. He's here to talk about the Milrose Games in Manhattan. Uh, Brazier is uh, one of the favorites to repeat in Tokyo in the 800 meters. Way to be the part of the show. The toll-free line is 800-878-PLAY, 800-878-7529. Also on your television sets, 35 million homes. We get to every which way we can. We come down your chimney. Go to CRN Digital Plus 2. That is the cable radio network, Channel 2 on your cable provider. Social media-wise, if you're in junior high, we have Twitter, at Rick Tittle. So I enunciate my T's. And Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle, that is the Facebook page. You can post a blurb or respond to mine. Coming up next, author and Renaissance man, Gibby Haynes. Come on back. You're in charge of hiring, and Indeed has solutions, like online skills tests, which let a candidate show that they're the right hire. And we give you this magic music, which will inspire the perfect hire to begin clog dancing. Okay, there's no magic music, but skills tests, that's a for sure. See why independent research by Silk Road shows Indeed delivers three times more hires than any other job site. Post your next job at Indeed.com slash hire and try skills tests for free. Terms and conditions apply. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized... I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance Ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. 
You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003 Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003 When you're diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, a million questions flood your mind. How can this be happening? Am I going to be able to work? What's a subtype? What do I do now? We know. We went through it, too. But once you start to understand your options... You can partner with your doctor and find ways to face MBC on your own terms. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com and learn how to speak up and have a more informed conversation with your doctor. Some questions have answers. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com to find some of yours. Can I be real with you right now? I mean, like, really, really real? Yes. I just thought about going out there for the second half... And a little bit of pee came out. Rick Tittle, you done broke my heart, but I still take you back. You hella fine. All right, whatever. I heard that before. Thank you very much. Welcome back to the show. And in studio, we're quite happy to have uh, the fantastic Gibby Haynes and uh, uh, Butthole Surfers, the the new book. We have it here. Me and Mr. Cigar, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. That music, though, I play that all the time. I didn't play that just for you. You are lying. I'm not lying. You're bottom end off. <laughs> yes, I am not Let me just tell you real quick. 1983, I was a DJ in college, and I had this overnight shift, and so I brought in my own albums. And I had Jealous Again by Black Flag. There you go. I had um, uh, the DOA album, The World Sweet. Of- the World at War, I forgot what it was You're called. You're West Coast now. You're West Coast so far. Yeah, and I had the original Butthole Surfers album with the four silhouettes of you-know-who uh, on it. And I remember my dad saw that album, and he just saw real big butthole surfers, and he's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so all the names your band has had, you knew that would hold you back, but you didn't care, did you? No, uh that's funny. The, it was after the first practice, we played a song, and our drummer goes, uh, I was like, that actually sounded like music. And our drummer goes, yeah, butthole music. And I was like, <laughs> like that's the name of our band, Butthole Surfers. And then after that, we were like 15 different band names. Nine Foot Worm Makes Own Food, uh, Ashtray Baby Heads. Ed uh, Asner is gay. Ed Asner is gay. Uh, the Fred right Astaire's eat, Butthole. The right to, yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> All of those, and we finally settled on Butthole Surfers. I just love the fact that you make up a name like that, and then you turn 15 and change it. You're like, hell no, we're going with this, even though you knew, like especially being in Texas, there was going to be some Bible Belt people. They were never going to play your record. Uh, well, well, the, really, is that who you want to play your record anyway, the Bible <laughs> Belt people? <laughs> but also we had a friend uh, with us in the name of uh, 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 Beavis and Butthead made the uh, United States safe for the world 
uh, for the word uh, for butt and right. and hole sure. combined. And people named Cornholio. Yes, all of that, yeah. <laughs> but I remember I was playing the— but. Yes. <laughs> I remember um, said but, Wichita yeah. Cathedral, to me, I had never heard anything like that in my life. Wow, you're pulling them out. You sang on that one. Yes. Uh, the know sh- it. The, I wrote it. You, I know. You did everything. You, you play sax, right? Ish. <laughs> Sax-ish. Um, Played-ish. But the Shaw Sleeps and Lee Harvey's Grave. That one to me, and I was like, "Is this a song?" Because it sounded like reverb and feedback. And then I realized, "Oh, wait a minute! It's like modern art." It's like I get it now. That was the uh, one <clears> of the first. Uh, um, uh, that was a common formula back in the uh, in the eighties: quiet, loud, quiet, loud. Mm-hmm. I told our guitar player. I, I wrote the lyrics, and I told our guitar player, I "Was like whisper the lyrics, then we go big on the music." Mm-hmm. And so he put the mic in front of his face, and he just turned red, screaming as loud as he could. <laughs> There's a time to blank, <laughs> yeah. and a time <laughs> what when the blank, hell? and I blank when the blank blank be blank. <laughs> but the Shaw sleeves, Harvey's <laughs> great. You have to check it out. But the great thing is, is that Jello heard this. Jello Biafra and Indeed. the Kennedys had their own alternative tentacles. And what did that label mean for you? Um. Well, they were cool. They actually, uh, yeah, there's many stories about uh, Jello coming down to Texas and uh, convincing the studio owner that someone actually would pay the bill, but he did it. I don't know why he believed Jello. Did he say, I think I, you're really good? Well, <laughs> I can do my Jello imitation very well. So, Bob, <laughs> we'll pay you back. Don't worry. These guys are great. We're going to sell a million. <laughs> We're going to sell a million, Bob. Two parts Jack Daniels and Kool-Aid we got in the back storeroom. It's going over some people's heads here. By the way, your cousin Jessica works here. and I can't believe it. We've known her for 20 years, and she's, I told her to sit in with us right now. She's in the room. One of the first things she told us is that she's like, she's giving Haynes' cousin, and I was like, shut up, really? And she's like, yeah. The good times. <laughs> we had the good times. The youth. Sweet youth. You would go to her house in Oakland, and you would play catch with her brother, but you didn't use a baseball. What did you use? A chain, a really big chain. <laughs> you had to get the heck out of the way. Because the the circular saw blades weren't available. <laughs> Apparently not, <laughs> and the ice pick had been used already. <laughs> so um, you think about this career you have, and it's, it's, it's I don't want to say niche but it's fans like me that like punk and like this type of music. But then you get to Electric Larry Land, and then Pepper, and oh my gosh, the Butthole Surfers have the number one song. That was a, did you think that you get a time in your career you'd have something like that? No, no, I didn't. And I'd like to say we were trying to sell out. <laughs> and uh, and I'd like to say that we actually sold out. Uh, I mean, selling uh, implies that you've got there's a, a flow of consideration. Right, right. <laughs> right. We gave up the song that didn't just all come back. So in. We didn't really sell out. No. Well, there's other thing, too. Like, I remember um, hearing the story about Green Day when they used to play at Gilman over here in Berkeley, and they were known as young children. But they got a record deal, and they got an MTV, and everyone's like, oh, they sold out. And I'm like, come on. You know your band would have done the same thing. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody would. Everybody sells yeah. out. 
So, um, American way. <laughs> it is. You are a Renaissance man, though. I say that because you're a painter, mostly watercolors, right? I can. I've I've done it all except for oil. I've never really gotten into the oil thing that much. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It doesn't dry quick enough. Is that right? Uh, but uh, how much? <laughs> how much does a canvas cost? A blank canvas. Let's just say eight by ten, just a little one. Well, you can go. Uh, I never thought I'd ask you from, such a stupid question. From, from free, <laughs> How much the canvas run you? From free to thousands. That's now, it. when you say free, do you kind of mean like your strobe lights were free in the beginning? Nope. Those cost us money, actual money. <laughs> but you can go out and find a surface you can throw paint at for free. That is true. I like that. Now, we'll get into the novel here on the other side. But I should mention, um, your dad was Mr. Peppermint. Oh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about Mr. Peppermint. Yeah. Um, uh, it was a super long-running children's uh, educational um, approach to children's uh, television programming, and uh, this was in Dallas, in Dallas, Texas. It Mr. Was Rogers of Dallas. Uh, well, it was Mr. Rogers without the homoerotic element, <laughs> without the clothing change. It, well, I'll just leave it at the homoerotic element. All right. So <laughs> we all love Mr. Rogers. I remember Mr. Rogers where he said peanut butter. Let's see if we can make it. He took peanuts and he took butter and he mixed them together and he goes, "Well, that didn't work." That's what sticks with me. <laughs> what's the mis- what's the one Mr. Peppermint lesson that you learned while watching your dad on TV? Never accept a monkey doing cartwheels developing diarrhea as a live show, <laughs> a live guest on your show. That happened? Or a uh yeah, a uh I know. I'd, I promised myself I wouldn't get gross, but uh, one time a rattlesnake pooped on his arm on live television. Wow. But the monkey was doing somersaults. Straight up. Straight up. <laughs> monkey rooster tail. Monkey diarrhea. Ram. That could have been the name of your Floor band. wall ceiling. <laughs> floor wall ceiling. Hashtag floor wall ceiling. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about his novel, Me and Mr. Cigar, which has been very well received. Gibby Haynes is here. Come on back. suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. 
Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. All right, whatever works. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Donovan Brazer in the next segment. And that music was not from the Butthole Service, but we do have the creator here, guitarist, singer, Gibby Haynes. The new book is called Me and Mr. Cigar, a novel. We'll get to that in just a second, but we were talking about your athletic prowess. You not only played sports in high school, but you also played basketball, NCAA basketball for Trinity and you were the captain of the uh, team. How great was that? I wish you wouldn't have said Trinity, just NCAA basketball. Oh. Getting, uh, <laughs> what, does it make NCAA you sound like a religious basketball. freak or something? The, well, no, no, but uh, Division Three is like I played Division school. Two football. <laughs> wow. Yeah, for a Catholic school, so I'm with you. Wow. It but wasn't... you played Division Two though. <laughs> that is a step up. Division Three isn't like high school. It's, it's a little bit better than that. Come on. Yeah, yeah, we were a little bit better than high school. Were you a small forward, power forward? Yeah, small, smallish forward. So you had a nice little jumper? 
Oh, yeah, I could bury it. Oh, I could bury it. If they had three threes back in, in the uh, 70s, I would have been I would have been huge. Did you grow up a big uh, Mavericks fan? Uh, no. Dallas Chaparrells. Mm, the Shaps. ABA, dude. Back in the day with the old red, white, and blue ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Dr. J was with the Philadelphia Squires. Remember that? Rick Barry with the Oakland Oaks for oh, one yep. year. Yep. And and San Antonio, the Spurs. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Before they, they merged. There was, oh, yeah. Artist anyway. Gilmore, the Iceman. Oh, the Iceman, uh, oh, yeah. the Whopper. Oh, yeah. I would think, though, in Texas, where football and, is uh, a religion, did they try to make you play football? I played. I got. I, I quit football in the middle of practice at the beginning of eighth grade. And then I walked off the field, and I was in the dressing room, naked, getting ready to put on my clothes when practice was actually over, and all the other uh, members of the football team came in, surrounded me, pointing at me, chanting, Quitter, quitter, quitter. It was like totally. Wow. Lord totally of the Flies. Of movie. Yeah. It was like, I'll get back at these guys. <laughs> I'll show them. Wow. They go, Gibson is a quitter. Just evil. Quitter, quitter. Wow. Quitter. They didn't call me Gibson either. Oh. It was like giblet or, or, or heinous <laughs> or I was treated cruelly. Wow, not that you remember or anything. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Oscar and his dog and the book Me and Mr. Cigar, available now, hardback. Uh, when when did you think of it, and when did you put pen to paper? Um, a couple of years ago and a couple of years ago. Um, I would like to go to the acknowledgments immediately. Special no thanks to Jerry Kramer, who clearly <laughs> was offsides. In the waning moments of the ice bowl goal line stand. So you big cow- undeniably got cheated out of my childhood. What about the other great Roger Staubach moments? Roger Staubach, thanks also to my bandmates, the Butthole Surfers, and to Dandy Don Meredith. Mm, good. What the inventor say? of the bomb. The bomb, and Roger invented the Hail Mary. And Bob Hayes. Oh, Bob number Hayes. Number 22. Great track star, great speedster. The fastest man on earth. Wow. Do you remember on Saturday Night uh, Monday Night Football, when the game was out of hand, Dandy Don would say, turn out the lights, the party's over. Oh, yeah, yeah. They say all good things must end. That's all I know. That's so, all he would sing I, is that my part. My favorite was when a, a, uh, uh, a New Orleans Saints fan uh, raised their middle finger uh, oh, yeah. to the uh, camera and <laughs> said, uh, oh, I, I think he's just trying to tell us that his team is number one. <laughs> yeah. That was great. That was back when they were the Aints. They had the yes. shopping bags over their heads. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you don't you didn't end up with a twang at all when you were down there. No, I'm not twanging it, but that's Dallas. Mm-hmm. Dallas, you're uh generally sound like money. Yeah, like Fort Worth, Plano, you guys are all got your chin in the air and you have oil, right? No oil <laughs> painting, but just oil. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Mr. Cigar, Mr. Cigar is oil the, and gas. is the dog. Yes, he is. And Oscar is the young man. How old is a young man is Oscar? Uh, at the beginning of the book in the uh, prelude, which I've learned is a part of a book that comes before the beginning <laughs> of the book, uh, he's 12 years old. Then the book begins in first person when he's 17. Mm. 
And but the prelude is actually in the book, which is kind of misleading because it's not. It's not the book hasn't started yet, but it is the book. It is. It's metaphysical. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when they say pre-board your flight. Does your spirit leave your body? In fact, it does. How do you pre-board? Um, so the when you decided and you told your friends, "Hey, I'm writing a novel." Did people say, "Yeah, whatever," or did they say, "Oh, I can't wait"? Or no, I didn't. I didn't know you could read. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I talked about it forever. It took me a couple of years to do because I was so lazy about it. But uh, I'd refer to it all the time. Yeah, I'm working on my book and the thing and the deal with the book and my book. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, they were like, oh, so you're going to get a ghostwriter? Because they assumed yeah. I was writing a book that was the memoir of right. my rock and roll career, which, God, those things are so lame. I'm well, that's so like a, over a, it. You know, those ghostwriters, a guy sits back there on a hookah, and he's like, and then in 1969, I played Whiskey A Go-Go. And the guy's like, okay. I mean, he's not really writing a book, is he? Well, the, the the latest Keith Richards one is pretty amazing because in the minutia, he recalls these moments in 1972, mm. the days before the Dallas Cotton Bowl show. And <laughs> this is no way. Did you go to that? Yes, I was there. Mm. I full on was there. Cool. With the inflatable phallus and everything. <laughs> they had a phallus. Phallic. That's right. It was a bit phallic. So um, this book now, you're already um, it, it's it's geared for teens, which is interesting. And you're already thinking about making it a series, right? No, or well, a sequel at least. Oh yes, oh yeah, oh, a series of books. A series I of books. I thought you were talking yeah. about like, like a streaming series. Of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more of a movie than a series, uh, but, a feature uh, film. Yeah. But yeah, no, no, writing another one, uh, more horrific. I wish I could be the spoiler alerter, but uh, uh, some things happen that my main character is not that happy about. Here's a little blurb, uh, a review from me and Mr. Cigar from Garth Stein, who is the New York Times number one bestselling author of The Art of Racing in the Rain. He says, quote, fast-paced, brilliantly funny, irreverent, clever, quintessential teen reading, and ipso facto a must-read for adults. There we go. That's high praise. I like that. I the one like I like it. is irreverent because I think the death of reverence happens here, doesn't it? I, it's way better than profane. <laughs> uh, Jeff Zentner, who uh, also is an author, says, it takes a book as hilarious, bizarre, profane. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and heartfelt as me and Mr. Cigar to truly convey the surreality of becoming uh, of coming of age as a teenage boy, coming of age. There we are again. Oh uh, yes, that implies uh, talking about sex. How do I get a bra off? A coming of age story. Porky's <laughs> nine, the bra. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now you live in uh, Brooklyn. I do. You're over in Red Hook. Live in Red Hook, Brooklyn. I stayed uh, a couple years ago in uh, Crown Heights for a little bit, and uh, I just think Brooklyn. Brooklyn reminds me kind of of Oakland a little bit, except more freezing in the winter. It would be, yes, it would be mm-hmm. the, uh, although I've never been to Oakland in the last 20 years. Except I Jesse's house. Where the hipsters <laughs> went when the city got too expensive to live in. That's true as well, yeah. It's funny, we have people who live downtown, which we've never had before, but now they're in a high rise and their rent is literally 8000 a month for rent. Sweet. So it's a good cheap one. Everyone is, yeah, heading over to Oakland now, for better or for worse, but we, we've taken them in. 
pretty much. Um, where can people find out more about it? As I said, it's from Soho Teen Publishing. Do you have a little website or a Twitter for it? Or and that is uh, Soho Teen, uh, but it is the the Uber company is a Penguin Random House, oh. a little just a little book company you might have heard of. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say because I had not heard of uh, Soho Teen, and it's fitting that it's a New York publishing house, isn't it? Aren't they all there? <laughs> I would probably think so. <laughs> have you have you had people talk to you? We only got about a minute left, but like oh! screenplays or you know, I know who Oscar, I know who play him. That's oh, I've been asked this many times: who plays it? Who's going to play Oscar? Who you know? Oh, I. <laughs> I thought you said you knew who was going to play him. No, no, no. I said, do people say I've got him? Oh. And by the way, you got to put yourself in there. Uh, uh, that would uh, the I'd just be the guy on the street. The last time you were on film, you were in an alley and somebody was performing something on you. Right? Yes, it was Jim Jarmusch movie, <laughs> Dead Man. I was just with Jim at a bookstore in New York. Uh-huh. He, yeah, I love Jim. Well, as I say, it's been a thrill. You're hilarious. You're multi-talented. It's Gibby Haynes, everyone. Me and Mr. Cigar, a novel available from Soho Teen, wherever good books are sold. I'm sure Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere else you can get it. Thanks for coming in, man. City Lights Bookstore tonight. Oh, you're going to do a signing? Yes. Oh, wow. City Lights. That's like the coolest bookstore in the whole world. I know. Absolutely. I know. You have to walk in there with a frown. Because it's, I'd like society. to walk in there with Lawrence Ferlinghetti. Yeah, Jack Kerouac, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to come out, take a picture, sign the wall. Gibby, thank you so much thank for this you for opportunity. It's a real honor. Big thank fan. You so much. The honor is all mine. Come on all back. Right. kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At O'Reilly Auto Parts, we'll help make your auto repair, maintenance, and restoration projects easier. So when your car isn't stopping like it used to, our professional parts people will help you find the brake parts and supplies you need to do the job right the first time. Now, for a limited time, get 15% off a set of brake vest pads and two rotors. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. 
credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. When do broadcasters go too far? Where does hilarity stop and vulgarity begin? Rick Tittle to bring it because it already done got brought. It got brought. My thanks to uh, Gibby Haynes. Uh, great segment. And uh, now we welcome in a world class athlete. It is Donovan Brazier of our own United States of America as he's getting ready to go to the Olympics in Tokyo to represent our track and field team, especially in the 800 meters. He broke the indoor world record in the 600 meters. Last year, and I bring this all up because he will be participating in the Milrose Games, the 113th. This will be Saturday on February 8th. It'll be on NBC Sports from 4 to 6 p.m. And uh, Donovan, thanks for being on the show. And I would imagine uh, any track meet is going to be exciting, but there's something about Manhattan. It always just raises it up a level, doesn't it? Yeah, no, for sure. Now, first off, thanks for having me. But, um, yeah, no, for Melrose Games, I've been running there since high school and ran there in college, and now this is going to be my fourth year professionally running there in a row. So I'm hoping to have better luck than I have the past four years. I haven't won at the race yet, but hopefully I can bring one home this year. One of the things I love about track and field is just the fact that people like me just think, well, whoever's fastest is going to win, and we don't think about the discipline and the technique. How hard is that to learn all of that stuff and then, like a major league hitter, not think about it, just make it muscle memory? Yeah, and especially for this time of year, so there's a mixture of it being early on in the season where, you know, a lot of these top-tier athletes that are coming out here, because we even have Allison Felix coming, um, you never know what kind of shape they're going to be in. You know, so that's when a lot of these underdogs and people that not necessarily have ever made teams or have a chance to make the Olympics can kind of, you know, nip at your heels and, and catch you when you're off guard. So it's just about um, just kind of like you said, muscle memory and just kind of learning how to race with your tactics. And because sometimes the per- person with the best um, 
you know, with the best and most talented, the most fit person isn't going to come out with the win, you know, that day. So it's about like what you said and just being muscle memory and just kind of being ready for that day. I can just think about down at College Station, how often did a coach, maybe especially of the football team, said, hey, you ever run back a kickoff? I mean, did you ever <laughs> did you ever get people trying to get you off the track? I was not, I always wish I would have, but I was a smaller guy. I was like a, a buck 40 when I first entered college, and I really decided to develop in my body this past couple of years. But I still have hopes and dreams of being an NFL wide receiver is, is my main goal, you know, in, in the distant future. But, no, I never really got any offers from the track or from the basketball and football team, unfortunately. Well, you listen, I know some people over the Raiders after the Olympics. I'll give them a call. Let's get you out there for a tryout. I just want to, hey, if wide receiver is my position, man, if you can get me a, a tryout as wide receiver, <laughs> I really appreciate that. Well, what do you? What, what is your 40-time, like a 4-3? I've never ran the 40, actually. But if you need to put something in for the stat sheet, just, you can just lie and say 4-3 if that's, <laughs> if that's what needs to work. <laughs> I really, I really want that opportunity. Well, listen, you already own uh, the the reputation across the planet as the best in the 800, and I think mm-hmm. that's got to be a mouthwatering proposition because on the one hand, you've made it, but on the other hand, everybody else is trying to knock you off that uh, that throne. So how cool is yeah. that? Oh, no, it's very cool. And it's like you said, like, you know, that somewhat the easiest part is getting there. And there's been a lot of people that have gotten to the top. I'd say there's actually been more people that have gotten to the top and fallen than people that have gotten to the top and stayed there. So I think just recognizing that and knowing that getting to the top is going to be the easiest part and staying there and just kind of like knocking off people and just trying to trying to make sure you're upholding that position. For some reason or another, the United States, we had almost a 50-year gold medal drought in the 800. And I know at the World Championships in uh, Doha, you were able to to bring that home why was it that uh, was it just that we had athletes concentrating on other things but uh, why was that uh, because I just expect us as Americans to win everything it's not that easy it's not that easy is it yeah no it's not and I think Americans like yeah I I just broke an American record and I broke the world championship record but in the whole grand scheme of things I'm the best American ever but I'm still only you know top 10 in the 800 meters and if you look at any event under the 100 meters from 400 hurdlers to the 100-meter runners and, like, the 60 for indoors, all these guys have just been on top for the world. So I think America's just been such a powerhouse in sprints that we necessarily haven't really got recognized in the 800 and middle-distance events. And I think that's partially what I'm trying to do, too, is I'm trying to get more recognition on the global stage for Americans being known for middle their middle-distance talent. And, you know, you had guys like Matthew Centuritz who won in 2016, and that kind of put U.S. on the map for milers, and I'm just trying to do the same for the eight. It's just it's a, it's a lap around the track, right? Yeah, well, for 800, it's two laps, but right. we, um, yeah, so just a, just a couple of laps. Is so it, it's, it's it, just a long sprint is how I like to explain it. It's like a, a 400, because, you, you know, you can't really go out jogging. It's like a long sprint, like a long stride. That's what I was thinking, because if you gave everything you had for two full laps, you'd poop out, but you're saying, no, you do sprint the whole time. Damn near, I would say, or I think, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's pretty hard. I'm sorry about that, but, yeah, no, it's, mm-hmm. it's a... It, it, you definitely got to get out, and you know I think people that are willing to sacrifice their body and not necessarily care about dying or how they look if they're not going to hold on to that twenty meters are the ones that are going to you know ultimately come out on top because for the eight hundred you really can't be scared of dying. Couple more questions for Donovan Brazier. He's going to be at the Milrose Games on February eighth, part of the New York Roadrunners at the Armory. 
Um, it's interesting you say not afraid about dying. What do you mean, like your your heart blowing up? I mean, has, have, pe- have people <laughs> not, 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 necessarily, not necessarily a sense of actually passing out and you know okay. dying, but just like you know your legs giving out, your arms are lactating you, and you know you just don't have anything left. And I think the ones that aren't scared of going out and you know feeling that pain are the ones that are gonna come out on top and win these medals at the global stage. I think it's also amazing how the Olympics come along every four years, and of course. Um, you put it all on the line, and, and that day, maybe you have the flu, maybe you turned your ankle in the shower. I mean, do you think about stuff like that, or do you try to stay as normal as possible? You know, it's funny you said it, though, because I actually, it, that's, the, that's the, a lot of pressure that it brings with it, is because, yes, the Olympics are only once every four years, so it's like, you try to do everything you can to possibly eliminate those factors, um, and that's just by, you know, getting your recovery, getting your sleep, and just making sure you're not outside doing dumb stuff. <laughs> Well, I've talking to athletes before about how, you know, Americans, we only pay attention every four years, then we go back to our other sports. But this is why sometimes you get recognized more in foreign countries. Because, like, right now we have the World Cup going on and skiing in Italy, but no one's really watching because it's not the Olympics. Yeah, no. but, it's my I mean, first time hearing of it. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, do you sometimes find that, that maybe people in Germany or Italy and England know you more than Americans do? I think definitely. I think when I go to a meet in Germany or I'll go to a meet in Italy because I've ran Diamond Leagues in both, um, you see a bigger crowd presence in both of those places rather than if you go to any meet in America. I think the biggest thing we have to that is Eugene. And for indoors, it's Melrose Games at that, uh, at the Armory. But, it's, you know, it's nothing compared to what you'll see overseas when, you know, they have athletics and stuff like that. Now, what is it about running indoors about making it a little bit tactically different? Because obviously the surface is going to be different, but sometimes the, the angle of the track um, how much do you have to change the way you're going to run it? I think it's easier to get caught up indoors. If you're running a, a fast-paced race like an eight and anything on down, well, you're going to have to like do the two-turn stagger, so you do a whole one-lap stagger. You just got to make sure you're in a good position. It's easier to get boxed in. you got less room to move around. Those banks are kind of hard to, to pass people on rather than outdoors where you can pass on a curve relatively easy. And then do you still have to go to the trials? Because I always think it's stupid when we – like who was the uh, the – the world record holder, was it Dan O'Brien? He was the world record holder in the decathlon. He had a bad day. He didn't get a pole vault in, and mm-hmm. and and so he didn't go. And he was cool about it. He goes, hey, man, i got to wait another four years. And I'm like, that guy shouldn't even be at the trials. He's the world record holder, and he had a bad day. So that's yeah. there's more pressure right there. That's, yeah, that's definitely a ton of pressure. And, you know, I don't think there's anything in America that they're going to change about that anytime soon. You know, I wish, I'm on the same boat as you. I wish they would. But I think that just kind of takes away from them seeing the top three people that cross the line or the top three people that are on the podium actually going to the Olympics, which I can see both sides to it. But, yeah, I think I'm an athlete that falls into the category of I wish they would just, you know, have a couple of wild card picks and maybe top two and then they can pick whoever, you know, I'm kind of leaning towards that route. Yeah, I know. You don't know. What, I remember I think it was at the L.A. Games in 84, Zola Bud and Mary Slaney, they bumped into each other and Mary Slaney's laying on the track crying because she was the the favorite do you just try to just block that all out of your mind? Because I know you're in your lane, literally staying in your lane, but peripherally when you mm. see people all around you, how do you block all that out? I think it's just, you know, you can't, you can't do anything about it. You know, I think uh, you can only, like you said, run your race and then stay in your own lane and keep others outside your head and outside your lane and try to make sure you're put in the best position possible to make sure you're eliminating anything that could possibly take you out, you know, or just especially in a final like that where they necessarily can't do anything about it. Have you ever thought about doing any other events? And the follow-up to that is the steeplechase. Why do you have to jump into a pond of water? 
that's, I think it's because track and field is so boring for so many people <laughs> that they had to try to find a way to make it a little bit interesting. Is my theory because I've, I've never understood that either. I think they hope to watch people, you know, because the only time people watch people chase, it's kind of like NASCAR. Some people go to NASCAR to watch crashes. Some people go to track and field to watch the people chase just fall into the pit. So that's my only, you know, I think that's my answer to that because I, I never understood it either. Would that but, freak um, you out if your if your feet were completely soaked and your socks and you had to keep running? Yeah, and it's big in the north too. So like some of these meets are in April and it's like forty degrees. Are you gonna get hypothermia or running track? So it's like, yeah, that's not that's not an event for me. I think if I was gonna do anything, I'd maybe try to switch over to the four hundred hurdles or something like that. Ooh, that's hard. Yeah. That's hard to get your knee up. Have you done hurdles before? Uh no, I've done them in practice, messing around, but not actually competitively. Well, do you have to be like the hurdle people? I mean, not just I'm just pointing it out. Can you be like under like five ten and do it? Don't you have to have your knee like really high up? Yeah, I think that's why you see most of the people that are, you know, successful in the 400 hurdles are usually taller guys. Mm-hmm. It's from what I've seen. But surprisingly, if you watch the steeplechase, there's a lot of these, like, five foot five Kenyan guys that are just kind of hopping over the steeple. So <laughs> I think it just varies. So um, Tokyo, hope everything, fingers crossed, you make it. And I'm just thinking, I mean, it's one thing to get on the podium and hear the national anthem, and, and we're all up there with you, your fellow Americans mm-hmm. who don't have your talent, you represent all of us. But just I think about the opening ceremonies and – you put on the the sweats or whatever outfit it is, and we don't. We're the only country that doesn't dip our flag because we don't bow to kings and despots and generals and all that. I don't know. What what do you, have you thought? Do you do you daydream about the opening ceremonies? Yeah, I think there's definitely a significance to you know representing the United States. And whenever I wear that jersey, so I wear it at, at Worlds. Whenever I wear that USA across my chest, you know, I think it's just serves a greater purpose than just myself when I'm running. You know, I'm representing, like you said, I represent the country. I represent the athletes that necessarily couldn't make it there, and that's why. When I if and when I go to these games, that I want to just put my best foot forward and just make it make myself be the best representation possible for America. Last question for you: Someone's listening right now, and let's say they're in New Jersey on the other side of the GWB, and they're like, eh, "I'm thinking about going." What What would you say to people who are thinking about going or thinking about watching on NBC? Um, I think it'd be great to come out to Japan. I know it's going to be an expensive expensive trip to make it out there but i think you know the more americans we get out there no i mean to the mill to the millrose game sorry oh to the millrose game (laughs) sorry i was like like, if you can afford to go to japan go ahead and do it i'm sorry yeah for the millrose games i definitely go i don't think there's any atmosphere like that in the entire world when it comes to indoor track and field i love the millrose game that's why i always come back and um, just new york itself i just love going out there and i think they do a really good job at putting out a great meet for not only the high schoolers but for professionals as well so yeah if you can make it out there i definitely head out there yeah, I'm with you. I love New York. By the way, nyrrmillrosegames.org or armorytrack.com. You can check it out there for the 113th Milrose Games. This is all part of the uh, New York Roadrunners Club there at the Armory in Washington Heights. It'll be on February 8th. And uh, NBC Sports from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Donovan Brazier is with us, one of our hopefuls for the Olympics. Donovan, thanks for uh, representing us so well, and best of luck, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. All right, good stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Get on back. $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans, then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. 
These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right call because the best prices are not online they're with smartfares see smartfares has special deals with the airlines when they have unsold seats they use smartfares to fill them so you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices our prices are too low to publish online with the extra money you'll save you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Do you love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With National Programming Service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service right now. You could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113-800-470-7113-800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. Oh, I would love that. And then maybe afterwards we can go field herping. That's when you go out and you look for reptiles. Rick Tittle once threw a tennis ball at a donkey. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Um, pretty good show today. Um, and um, Donovan was actually pretty good. But uh, the highlight, of course, was uh, Gibby Haynes. If you go to the uh, Facebook page, Tiddling Sports with Rick Tittle, or my Twitter, at Rick Tittle, you can see the picture that we took. I'm holding up the book. And um, I look kind of sheepish in the picture. What does that mean? I'm going, <laughs> uh, By the way, the Pro Bowl. 
is on life support? Do people watch the Pro Bowl? But the NFL is taking some measures, kind of like the NHL done with their All-Star game. They're trying to make it more exciting, and they're revisiting a rule change that was proposed in the owners' meeting. Remember that it was the Broncos who said there should be an alternative to an onside kick that would allow a team who was trailing in the game an opportunity to main possession of the ball after scoring. Can you believe that? We got a touchdown. Wait, we don't have to kick off. (laughs) You don't? The change would give teams an opportunity to convert a fourth and 14 from their own 35-yard line. That, I mean, is that exciting? Um, I don't know um, if that's exciting. But here's the thing about the onside kick rule is, as it stands right now, how many times do you get an onside kick? And the answer is almost never. But here's the thing. The Pro Bowl has no kickoffs. This rule will apply at any point in the game. It's kind of weird. Another rule is going to get tested as well, the illegal shift. And um, receivers can move one foot while in a two-point stance as long as the other one's on the ground. What is this, the CFL? I hate it. Yeah, man, I hope we don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.